Hey everyone, it's Henry. So, obviously we're doing something a little bit different with the start of this episode. Just for a little bit of context, we've spoken about this in the past before, but we record these episodes very far in advance in order to have a nice backlog of releases so that we can have a consistent schedule. A side effect of this is that sometimes we will record an episode that will be released in a very very different world, like the world that we find ourselves in. Not to beat around the bush, but right now, police around the country are rioting against the peaceful protests that have been erupting in response to the wholesale murder that is committed towards people of color, particularly black people in this country. Any potential denial of this would be absolutely irresponsible and ignorant of the reality of our world. And as such, I know a lot of other creators have been trying to grapple with the notion of producing and releasing different types of art in this time. For a lot of people, it can seem pretty irresponsible and almost as a glossing over of the reality of what is going on in our world. A reality that we should not be looking away from. That said, I know I speak for myself and Emma when I say that we want to use the Pink Isle in order to help bring a platform to different progressive ideals. And this particularly does include the exposure to black voices throughout the country. So. We've given this call out before, but if you are a person of color who wants to talk about your experience, even if it is within the very silly lens of Barbie movies or even Barbie in general, we want to hear your voices. But in addition to this, we are committed to donating our time and energy towards the different causes seen throughout the country. Speaking for myself, I have already donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund and will be making a donation to the Louisville Community Bail Fund at the release of this episode. If you want to know how you can help in this time, we've put a link in the description to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's spelled C-A-R-R-D.co, which will give you a list of utterly valuable resources to see how you can help in person, on the streets, or from your computers. If you've already donated to these causes, that's great. Though, if you are a fan of the show, there's one other thing that we want you to try and do. Uh, on June 1st, the official Barbie Twitter account tweeted, we stand in solidarity with the entire black community and will continue to champion diversity, inclusivity, and do our part to inspire the next generation. Now, this is a fine enough gesture, but the fact of the matter is, is that this is a gesture. Mattel is a corporation that has millions upon millions of dollars. And even if Mattel has reported lowered revenues in the past coming years, they still have a large number of resources at their disposal that can be used to help out these different funds. We should be able to hold them to a higher standard and we should hold them accountable for the ways that they have been complicit over the years in, frankly, the white supremacist society that we live in. I don't think I need to remind you of things like 
Oreo Barbie or the fact that it took decades upon decades before we actually saw people of color represented in this property. But if you believe that Mattel has a moral obligation to support the bail funds, the protesters, the victim support funds, and Black-owned businesses and artists during this time, we have dropped an email address to representatives of the Mattel Children's Foundation. This is a foundation that Mattel established in 1978 that provides different uh, financial support as well as toys to different charitable organizations. And we believe that if they have the resources to have this fund, they can expand that to the marginalized people within our country. So before we get to today's episode, we hope you take the time to send an email to the attached email address, perhaps donate to blacklivesmatter.card.co slash donate, or even simply tweet to Mattel or to anyone else who has not pledged their financial support to these different organizations right now. It can often feel like there is little that can be done or little that is within your control. But if these past couple of days have shown us anything, it's that there are an immeasurable amount of people who are sick and tired with the ways that we have continually subjugated the people within the margins of our society. So with that said, as we continue the fight, remember, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are a human rights, death to fascism, empathy is a rad thing, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Stay safe out there. everyone and welcome to the, the pink, pink aisle. aisle oh i wasn't sure if you were gonna keep doing the introduction yeah yeah if you're you've, if you've made it this far you know what we're all about mm, well just for the sake of clarity i'm henry kathman and joining me is emma corey yep yep so uh today we are watching barbie and her sisters in a pony's tail. In a ponytail. Po- sorry. But really, it is kind of amazing it took them this long to make a movie that kind of uh, targeted the horse girl demographic. Though they've had horses in the past. They even yes. had the one where her sister was a horse. Yes. But that doesn't count because she was a person, not really a horse. So. Yes. I don't know. I feel like when it comes to the horse girl community... I don't know, from my vantage point, it seemed mostly that things like Pegasus and unicorns were generally not the main focus. It was usually like... Well, I feel like horse movies have their own very specific tropes kind of attached to them. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch like the Black Beauty or the uh, Spirit Flicka or yeah... Anything with Dakota Fanning in it in the early 2000s. Oh, you know? oh! don't forget Viggo Mortensen and his horse girl movie. He had a horse girl movie? Oh my gosh, yeah, Hidalgo. Have you heard of this one? 
Vaguely? Oh Vaguely? my god. So after Vigo Mortensen finished, well, Vigo Mortensen has a lot of problems, especially in the fact that he started Green Book, but uh, he, credit to him, after Lord of the Rings, there's that famous story where he loved the horse that he was working with so much that he adopted it for himself and hired like his original like the original horse's rancher so yeah that's the kind of thing but some of us don't get the luxury to be horse yeah. girls as children sometimes we have to find the opportunity to fall into the horse girl life in our later years yeah but later on he ended up making this movie called uh, hidalgo where he played a dude that underwent a totally historically accurate horse race across the sahara desert and it was I don't know. I just remember a lot of horse rep in that movie as well. Yeah. Or like War Horse. Oh, God, War Horse. But I feel like those those are horse movies, but they're not necessarily the same. Those are horse men movies. Yeah, those are horse men movies. They're not the same as horse girl movies, which are much more like there's that one wild untamed horse, but only she can tame them. And they have an intimate bond between girl and beast. Mm, Yes. And it's a very... (laughs) I don't know. I get the I get the vague suspicion that in terms of the horse narrative uh, that we're going to be encountering with this movie, I get the sense that it's going to be more saddle club than it is uh, Black Beauty. Have you you've heard of Have you heard read slash watched any saddle club media? Well, I remember there was like that one animated show as a kid that was like the horse girls and stuff, but I never actually got to watch it. Mm, but I saw mm. like probably a poster for it somewhere. I was like, I would like that. Yeah. The, the I mean, sa- I remember having like a Barbie horse riding DS game. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I guess it's to bring and it back yes, to Barbie. Even I did. I did go to horse camp maybe a couple times. I never got to actually own a horse, though. That was before my time in my mm-hmm. family. But <laughs> mm-hmm. those are. Yeah, I don't know. There's, Wait, there's have a, you ever ridden a horse, Henry? I have not. I've it's, only pet them, and I'm assuming it's terrifying because those things are so big. You really underestimate just, like, how big and powerful a horse is. I mean, they're they're big, but, I mean, I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it would be fun. The only problem is if you're, just, you're a short stack like me, it is hard to sometimes get on top of the horse. Yeah, I think uh, we have to... Be able to put our horse-based humor and knowledge. We got to be able to tamper this, or else we might risk infringing on the McElroy's territory here. Sorry, I don't it, watch those podcasts. That's I'm too cool. Well, I don't watch them either because that's. <laughs> I don't consume them through my ears because I'm too cool. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> that leads us to uh, today's movie. So this is the 26 Barbie movie. A 26 and, Barbie movie? Yeah, their 26 Barbie movie that they've done. And it's, oh, yeah. the 26th Barbie movie. Yeah. Okay. And in and terms of this... this one is the first of a series, essentially, right? Yeah, like, which makes sense, because we haven't really dealt with a lot of modern stories, or at least modern slice-of-life stories, aside from, like, the Barbie Diaries, and... Well, fashion fairy tale. Though this one doesn't seem like it's going to have any kind of magic stuff in it. Yeah. Or maybe it will. I don't know. I mean. I just imagine there to be just like a secret magical bridal or something. Just like that's used as a plot device. Just just you wait. There's going to be one. There's just going to be one magic beam lady in one of these movies. Oh, God. I hope not. 
Well, because well, the other ones aren't really horse based. Because yeah. I think there, there's another one in the series. There's that's the like a puppy, puppy rescue, and then there's dolphin magic, which is magical. But that's uh that's one that I'm actually somewhat excited to get to for reasons that we'll see later on. Mm-hmm. But at least going through the different uh, crew on this, uh, we got a relatively new director, Kyron Kelly. Now, this is an unfamiliar name to me as a I think he's an unfamiliar name to most people. <laughs> Fair enough, but uh, yeah. Oh, oh, geez. You know, this is this is going to be interesting because in 2012, that is when the hit and much requested series Barbie: Life in the Dreamhouse comes out, hmm. and it's that is something that we definitely want to get to. But now that we're in that territory, it's like, huh. We'll have to figure out when we want to do that. Do we do that after we go through all these Barbie movies? Do we take some time to like watch through them? I don't know. Let us know what you would like us to do, listener. But at least until then, yeah, Kyron Kelly, director for uh, a lot of the shorts in the Life in the Dreamhouse series. Also, he was part of the art direction team in Romeo and Juliet. What a classic film. That classic movie. TGIF, thank gnome it's Friday. <laughs> Let's k- kick some grass. Mm, man, what a what an iconic Shakespearean retelling. Mhm. And, and what an even better Sherlock Holmes story. Oh god, I have I have not seen that one. I mm-hmm. prefer not to. <laughs> but alongside that, we have uh, uh, Cindy Clark and uh, Steve Grant. Now, these are two people that also have some experience. They actually did. <laughs> they ended up writing for... Are these the writers? Yes, they. these are the writers who did do The Princess and the Pop Star. Hmm. So... I don't know. I'm going to be interested in seeing how they go about this. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting this movie to probably be just kind of mediocre or potentially maybe worse or it could be better. I mean, we've been surprised in the past before, but I'm I'm going to be cautiously optimistic in service to the horse girls. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, they should revive the horse girl narrative. They need to make movies that cater to horse girls again. You yeah, know? I feel like with the age I mean, of... they have that Tony Collette horse movie coming out, so... Uh, yep, <laughs> that, that's a movie. That's how they're bringing it back. That's. I mean, we also got... I don't know, I feel like the horse girl narratives have been overseeded by like these manly horse tales. Ever since Warrior Horse came out, every couple of years you get Which like... Which is really just like, isn't that just the thing? Men see a genre dominated by women and they're like, well now we're going to... Yeah, like you saw that one thing. army movie about like that one infantry that ro- rode on horses in Afghanistan. Yeah. You might have seen a trailer for Oh that. yeah, I mean it it's... Sounds uh, really familiar. It's... It was a very interesting piece of propaganda. I mean, a claim feature film. <laughs> Did you know Warhorse had a stage adaptation? Oh, they yeah. Had, like a big puppet horse? I know. That was... I'll be honest. I thought that was actually pretty cool uh, at seeing it's stuff. Like, it's kind of the things like, you're not sure if it's good, but the puppet looks kind of cool. Like that uh, King Kong Broadway musical. <laughs> yeah. Man. 
Broadway, you got such a low barrier of entry right now in terms of what you're going to make a musical. Get Princess and the Popper on the stage. You can do it. Anyway, we've beaten around the bush. It's time for us to ride up, saddle up, and go off with Barbie and her sisters in a pony's tail. Ponytail. Ponytail. Yeehaw! From the all-new Barbie and Her Sisters DVD, A Ponytail, Barbie is rescued by a wild horse. I'll call you Majesty. They begin a magical friendship. Help Barbie train her beautiful horse for the show. Raise her hand, Majesty comes. Lower her hand, she stops. Point down, she bows. You're such a good girl. Majesty's trained and ready for the show. She won! RC Horse with Barbie Doll batteries not included. Horse sets doll pack and DVD, each sold separately. And we're back. Yay. Um, yeah. It was a... Uh, I feel uh, like it was better than what I was expecting. Maybe my expectations were so low. Yeah, I mean, if you like horses, you'll you'll probably like this movie. Yeah. I feel like horse girls are very similar to musical kids. Like, they have a very distinct taste, and the, if it hits those boxes... Oh, and, yeah. It hits, it hits a lot of those tropes. Like, there's the wild, untamed horse that only she can ride and stuff and then the like, evil villain doesn't treat horses good i don't know i feel like and there's simil- a horse that doesn't like the girl at first but then they grow to gain mutual respect mm. yeah. yeah i feel and just like musical theater kids i feel like the standard of quality amongst that group is kind of low as long as those points are hit well, That's my hot see, take about I think musicals. The Tony Collette horse movie will be a masterpiece, but you know. Oh man, there was a time when I had more Twitter followers than the Tony Collette horse movie Twitter account, but then too many people ironically followed it, and now SMH. Which makes me think. Me thinking of Tony Collette now wants me think what would like a horror version of like a horse girl movie plot be well uh, it might start off being like oh this it's an untamed horse but i know i can change it and then that girl would get eaten by the horse and then they could base it off like what's that one with like the water horses that like oh the kelpies yes (gasps) like a kelpie like oh my god style of horse girl movies in ter- okay, listener, in terms of things that sound like absolutely my jam, things that talk about like classic folklore and stuff like that, stuff that's subversive of uh, very distinct genres. I'm not a big horror movie person, but I feel like I would really appreciate that movie. Oh my God, and they could use that to point... If My, my only thing is that they should use that as an avenue to discuss some of the uh, very elitist ideals of horse culture. I mean, I remember uh, the original Ring had like a horse theme going on because it took place at like the girl was from a horse ranch. Interesting. And there's a pretty intense scene with a horse in it if you've seen the movie. You know, I have not because uh, I'm a coward. It's It's upsetting, so I won't say it here, but... Yeah, so that kind of, like, tied into that. But I like that idea. It's an original d- idea now. Do not steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 
listen, we've already had so many great ideas for other movies by doing this podcast. Like, my but only Barbie based thus far. Yeah, yeah. So g- progression. Yeah. Not to say that it's bad that we have ideas for. Anywho, yeah, this movie. The thing with this movie. Um, because it has, like, Barbie and the sisters, you can kind of tell it kind of has similar vibes to a lot of those, like, more recent Barbie TV shows. Yeah, like, we have not watched Life in the Dream House yet, but I get the sense that that has definitely affected. quite as much as, like, Life in the Dream House is more, like, self-aware, kind of, like, meta Yeah, it's not self-aware meta But there is, like, a series that came after that that I watched, like, one episode of that kind of has more vibes like this, where it's kind of, like, girl show, sister problems type stuff. Because this movie, more than anything, kind of feels like a couple episodes of a TV show kind of, like, smooshed together. Because this is a movie that kind of has, like, a main plot to it, but it really kind of gets bogged down by a bunch of subplots that go on. It's just, oops, all subplots. We're just going to be like... And and some of them don't really get as much development as they should have. Yeah, the scene-to-scene editing of this movie is very janky, which, I mean, like... The fact that, like, we were somewhat unsure about, like, is this, like, a compilation of an actual TV show? Like, it felt, like, you know how sometimes, like, uh, TV shows will, like, in for their pilot or for, like... It's like when, like, Disney, like, some of their direct-to-video sequels were just, like, three episodes of a failed TV show. Yeah, that's sort of the vibe I ended up feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite as disconnected as that, that, but it definitely does feel like, I don't know, like, there's some, like, plot points that kind of felt like there should have been, like, a moment there with them, that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Because, like, all the sisters kind of get their own plot, but they're kind of developed to varying degrees. Yeah, so... I guess then that's so Barbie and her sisters to begin this movie. They're coming in on the hot pink Barbie camper hot, to get yep. that Toya synergy. So oh yeah, and as confirmed in the video in the movie description, they are heading to their aunt's place in the Swiss Alps. So we were initially confused about uh, some of the decisions with this because you distinctly get the vibe that this feels like a very french movie but nope everyone in switzerland yeah they're in switzerland there's some side characters that are like kind of french but like everyone else is like british it's it's kind of it's vaguely european vaguely european Uh, yeah barbie who goes to her aunt's house and she has her three sisters you have the her her first young younger sister, Skipper, yep. who is the one brown-haired one. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is she spends too much time on her tablet and mm. not taking in the scenery. Hashtag you know, technology. be on their phones. Mm, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then you also got Stacy, who's like an all-star athlete. She's great at skateboarding, skyboarding, surfing. Yeah, we, you do learn that Barbie... You never see Barbie's parents in these Barbie and oh, sister movies. You but you can tell they got from like a... They come from like a rich ass. 
Oh, yeah. No, no. Because like, casually going to this horse riding academy in the Alps for, like, a For a summer. For a summer. Yeah. And going back to Malibu. Barbie will be able to personally pick a high-bred, thoroughbred horse of her own. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I'm I'm basically just assuming that uh, Barbie's uh, Barbie's dad probably I don't know worked on the Bloomberg computer or something and now is making bank and investment. But, uh, so, depending on the, uh, what's going on when this episode airs, that joke is going to be either really funny or really sad. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um... So Barbie but, and, and her then, sisters, and are, then finally there's uh, oh yeah Chelsea, her, Chelsea, who's the youngest one, who's just kind of a little child. That's yeah, it. <laughs> well, yeah, her plot comes into more focus, but they arrive at the Alpine Riding Academy. Yeah, very creatively named for a riding academy in the Alpines. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, so mm. she needs her aunt, and so they're her getting aunt settled. Marlene, in. who also has her two kids. Who are? <laughs> uh, let's talk about these characters. So what? I believe. Please, because so, if there's one thing that this movie suffers from, it's just that there are way too many side characters. So we, you got these two. <laughs> so they're these two British-sounding kids. You have the girl child. Who's like her name's Maxine? Yeah, and apparently these children just like no run. Marie, sorry, Marie, these children just run everything behind the scenes. They're like adult children. They are. And then you have Max, <laughs> Le- who, Max, who is sweet Max, this little business boy child. Who he's got like glasses, <laughs> he's got glasses, a little he's got a little boat, sweater vest, and he's voiced by Tabitha. The Saint Germain, like she's doing like the rarity voice, not even trying to disguise the fact that this is like a grown woman <laughs> voicing this young boy. And this he just very, like, this, like, we don't want to throw out, but this is amongst one of the most stereotypical. I was very about coded, yeah, very I was much about to- the little kid from School of Rock, the who was the fashion designer. Like, he very literally much- said, Oh, those that cloth is so last year. He has like a like a billboard presentation just ready to bring out. Yeah, like, like he I mean, I was about to say that, wow, it's been a hot minute since I've seen a character that was this gaily coded, and then we're introduced to their assistant. Yeah, he's like one of the main writers. What what's his name again? Oh Monsieur Antonet. Yes, and he's one of the other people running the writing, and he is also very, he is very foppish. So foppish. Very. He he's has kind of, a pencil thin uh-huh. mustache, hair sleek back, always seen in a fine tuxedo, prim and proper, speaking with a thick French accent. Yeah, and Lord, he like comes in complaining that like the hats oh, they got the horses were not they stitched. They were not up to our perfect standards. And then like the little boy child kid is like, I agree, those are so last season. So it's like we get some rare gay gay interaction in this. Yeah. Which, and- you know, the thing is, though, with like the the they, character, you when you he gets introduced, you're kind of like, okay, here's our foppish gay villain, but actually he's yeah, not no, a villain. He's character. not a villain. He's just like he's just kind of snooty, but he's like still like a good character. Yeah, and he's a 
I actually really appreciate it. And what I like is about these about the characters, like they're never really mocked for their like femininity or anything. And and I'm kind of like thinking, it's kind of nice to see in this movie having these sort of like kind of like foppish characters that aren't like villains. Yeah, because like in in an earlier movie, they would have been the capital V villain. Maybe Mm -hmm. not Max, but I don't know. I feel like it would have been a bigger deal. It almost becomes progressive in a very in a very Michael Bloomberg way, way. yeah mm-hmm. a very Joe Biden way well, yeah. I mean yeah. no one gets creeped on in this movie so. <laughs> <laughs> ooh yeah we we should probably stop there yeah so so yeah they arrive and they get all situated in their shared bedroom which they seem to be the only students in this academy right now, so I don't know why they're in the same bedroom, but... Yeah, but yeah. So- because there's, like, a rival school in this one, too, but they all all seem to just have, like, three students each, so it's like... Yeah, I, okay. I don't know the deal here, but they get in there, and they're... Oh, yeah, there are these two dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. which... That's a th- another thing, uh... Essentially, like, the horses still have cartoon eyes, but all the other animals in this movie... Are very realistic. Which, but they still kind of, like, move around, like, the disco dogs from Diamond Castle. (laughs) They're (laughs) just there. They are there. Yeah, there are two dogs. One is named... Does it really matter? No, it really doesn't. I think think it's, like, popcorn and something else. But literally, I mean... Literally, all you can say about the dogs is that they'll just sometimes cut to them with the girl dog just annoying the poor other dog. And it's supposed to be cute, I guess, but I don't know. I just... Yeah, a lot of uh, animals being sassy in this movie, especially from the horses. Oh, the horses. So this is where the girls get introduced to the horses, and we kind of like established some stuff first we established skipper she's like i don't want to do horse stuff i want to look at my tablet yeah and she's like look how great this tablet is it has all these megapixels it's got a clear image and it's like wait you you drove here surely you must know that like i don't know it was just so the girls start getting introduced to the horses uh uh, so. Stacy finds one horse and she decides to ride that horse who's like Pepper is the horse's name and she's like No no no, no. yeah yes. yeah it's Pepper mm-hmm. it's Pepper and I know my horse name I'm sorry I I'm, I'm getting I'm sorry I'm getting uh I'm getting Stacy and Chelsea a little mixed up cuz yeah. oof uh but yeah so she's immediately expecting to be the best of the best immediately and it's like okay I think a big problem with this movie is that, like, they... I feel like when you're a young kid and you're not aware of those types of tropes, like, it becomes less of a problem. But the whole thing where it's like, oh, I expect to be the very best. Like, you immediately can tell, like, oh, okay, so she's gonna... Like, you could immediately predict everything that was gonna happen where she's like, all right, she's gonna not be good at first and she's gonna be dejected, and but eventually she's gonna learn to be okay with not being the best that i mean like these movies aren't really known for being not tropey that's true but i feel like the horse tropes like there's there's a lot of kind of horse kids sports movie kind of tropes slash horse tropes but and there's also we get introduced so her plot is like her dealing with horse riding 
Yeah. Then the youngest, Chelsea, her plot is that because she's little, she's not ar- allowed to ride the big horses. Well, so she initially has- she does. They do the whole thing where they're like, the horse will choose you. And it's like, ri- huh, that seems like a weird distinction yeah, to make. Essentially, one of but the short the one, yeah. like, ponies takes... An interest yes. in her. And then she's like, why can't I ride the big horses? And they're like, well, you're too young to ride big horses. Yeah, so. and she gets all pouty about it. And she doesn't seem to like her horse, whose name is Dash. I do remember Dash's name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then Barbie uh, gets sent off to pick from one of the purebred, the top uh, the top percentile of the horses in the stable. But none of the horses are speaking to her. She's mm. not finding a connection with these yeah. horses. Yeah, even though she's already a professional rider who's, like, won competitions before. Because like, their whole thing is, like, she's going to choose a horse that she gets to, like, take home with her. Yeah, which... But, yeah. Yeah. But it, she's, so she's going through that, but she's like, man, if only I had the most specialistest of horses there were. Yeah. So, but she ends up settling on, like, this one horse whose name is, like, I think it was, like, what What was the horse that she... Start with an F. Francesca. I don't know, but... Nope. <laughs> definitely not, but they choose that, and so eventually they're heading off to practice with these horses, and they're following... Oh, yeah, we forgot uh, when... Uh... Stacy is like trying to ride Pepper. She keeps on like getting cocky and then like falling off. Oh yes. And then oh, the snooty God. boys from the other riding school just happen to drop by. Yeah. Their horses are snooty. Yep. You got like main boy Jonas, and then you got uh, his sidekicks, which are Draco and uh, <laughs> Crab, and also Goyle smerge into one person with braces. Yeah, with braces. And it's. It doesn't seem to. I mean, I'm I'm just thankful that he didn't have the whole. Gosh, I'm gonna do a very bad impression of someone with a bracer in. Yeah, they, yeah. The, well, the the bully lackeys don't really talk so much, so we get the mean crew and they're introduced. Yeah, and then so Skipper ends up telling him off, being like, "Oh, I just took a picture of you and put your face on a baboon." Oh, and. And then he, got yeah, got him, rubbed some aloe on them, burns, but that they're dejected. But it seems like the main boy seems interested in Skipper. I'm sure no underdeveloped romance will occur from yeah, see, this. They, they're mean to each other. That means they're perfect. Mm, yes. <laughs> but she I mean, can fix him. Oh, God. <laughs> Also, there's a goat here that, like, this whole thing is he, like, gets in the house and, like, eats people's socks or whatever. Yeah. Which they just let this goat run around the they house. They run... And, listener, speaking as someone who has lived in a house with African pygmy goats... Well, not... They didn't... Were not in the house specifically because... goats? Yeah. We had two goats for a while, and they were sweeties. One was named Artemis, the other was named as Flower. They're great, but they... But they would just, like poop everywhere yeah. like go if you don't know what goat like goat poop listener it's it's not a fun time and it's not easy to sweep up because it's all in pellet form but yeah they got a stank on them and it's ludicrous that they would let this thing run around in the house yeah 
But so they're the next day, but Barbie is feeling kind of down because her she just wants to ride free or something, right? Yeah, which I feel like Monsieur with all due respect to Monsieur Antonet, I would like she's an experienced rider. Like I get that she would probably need to have some time to have her horse get used to her. Like that's important and but I feel like she she of all people should be allowed to like head off. I mean, like she's still like a teenager, I assume. So I guess that's why they wouldn't want her true. just like running around unsupervised on a horse. Yeah, that's true. But, that's true. But as she's walking down the path of them, just casually by like the huge waterfall that's just by the trail. Yeah, she sees just like this white majestic horse breeing. Not breeing. I don't know. What's Braying. The, braying, thank you. In the wind with their pink highlight See, it's the streak. Special, she's the specialist, fanciest horse. Mm, only the best for Barbie. <laughs> I mean, it's not a magic horse, so at least it's, it's somewhat alluded that they might be kind of magic, but... Yeah, this movie doesn't really have any magic element which, in it. Which, it's been a hot minute since we had one of those, but... Mm. Yeah. You mean there's no random tiny fairy slaves in this one? Oh, Thank God. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so got the mat. They got the special horse, and and this ends up leading to, uh, I think my favorite scene in this movie. So Barbie sees like that the mascot for the school is like a similar white horse with a pink streak in its hair, and she's going to the stable. And she sees Monsieur Antonet like singing to his horse. And like he's singing this very like beautiful French song. Yeah. And I mean, granted, like any the way that they tenderly look into the horse's eyes, like it's very easy to make one of those type you know, if you want to make weird romantic subtext uh Between readings it. on this movie with its horse stuff, it's a well, I mean, I, I feel won't like, say it's not. There. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the case with literally every horse movie. Like, there's only so many times where you can talk about how beautiful and majestic these creatures are before you get that vibe of like. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> mankind has a strange relationship with horses. It's yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's it, there's some psychological stuff there. I think. Yes, yes, but with the. Uh, but with this like song that he sings to the horse, it's like, like, it was at that point where I'm like, oh, okay, no, he, that was pleasant. So I guess he's not gonna be the villain then. Cause like, I don't know, this was like, at first like you see him being snooty and being foppish and you think like, oh, he's probably gonna do something crappy to like yeah, betray Yeah, cause we forgot to mention that. There's also a, the, oh, we'll we don't have enough money to run the ranch, so we gotta oh, yes. sell it. Oh yeah, that Unless doesn't Unless we just happen to make enough money from this competition. Hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, that doesn't come till later, but I mean, you can kind of get that vibe immediately. Maybe. But, but no, like, one of the things that makes this, like, my favorite scene is, like, you see, like, Antony be this, like, you get a surprising amount of depth from this character, even though he's definitely this tropey stereotype of the fancy fop, but, yeah. but then this leads into the story where Barbie's asking about, like, 
like the weird horse that she saw earlier. And this leads to this very well done 2D animated sequence. Like what he did, Monsieur Antonet like bumps this lantern with horses embezzled on it. And that's not the right term, but it starts spinning around. And as it's spinning, you see the horses galloping on the side. And it's a very cool effect as it transitions into this 2D animated thing where it explains that long ago, there were these magical horses that were wielded by like noble princesses. And mm. like, it, it's- And they were like- It's very the stylistic. specialist, most goodest horses in the world. Yeah, that's- I don't know, this movie. Get that kind of horse, it kind of comes with some uncomfortable, like they were the superior breed type thing. Yeah, like, horse breeding, it's one of those hobbies that like gets very, gives off the eugenicist vibes a lot. But I suppose that's kind of the, that's kind of the vibe with any sort of high class animal based competition. Yeah. Which is, eh. but I don't know. That doesn't, I don't want that to really diminish how, like, nicely done the scene is. Because, like, you see, like, these horses and they do these, like, cool stylistic transitions between the horses. And, like, it, I don't know. Like, I, it was a nice touch. And I think that, like, if more of these Barbie movies, like, decided to use stuff like that, I feel like it would definitely, like, it would be a welcomed addition. Yeah, but... Aside from that, um, afterwards, uh, we get the uh, flow just when of we that. Thought like, hmm, I wonder who the villain is going to be now for this movie because it's obviously not this guy. Yeah, Anthony's too nice. So like, what's? I'm wondering what they're going to do. Are they just going to play it straight with like just the competition? Maybe, maybe there will be a snooty like rival school. I don't know. But then suddenly. In walks Napoleon. Napoleon, Monsieur Antony's brother, Monsieur Philippe. So, uh, he's like a little. He, he he's a little is toad man. man. A little little Napoleon looking dude. And yeah. they yell at each other because apparently he's mad These because uh, Antony like left the other writing school to like work at this one. And it's like, and their mother owns the other, like, the competing writing school. Yeah, and, and there was, like, some business where, like, oh, at dinner, you did not let me get my baguette. And it's, like... Hijinks ensue. Yeah, at, it is at this point where... And they, like, talk about, like, the horse thing, and the villain guy is like, those horses Those are horses are stupid animals. You cannot empathize with them. Or like, in the special horses are just a myth. Yes, just a fairy tale. So you know he's like the villain. I will use this like opportunity to animals. speak with this French accent as long as I can. Okay. I apologize. Apologize to France. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm still mad at them for Haiti, so... Nah. It is at this point where basically all subtlety is just back kicked out of the window here. Yeah. yeah. So we get the kind of conflict established, and also we realize later that Philippe is like a cheater, or he's like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty not not much more to his character. He's walking around. He's in a garbage can at one point. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. trash man. Oh man, that beautiful trash man! But I take trash and throw it all <laughs> over the ring. 
and then I eat the garbage. <laughs> oh god! Oh, if only, if only. <laughs> but yeah, it is at this point that like most of the movie feels like kind of like hard to remember. It's it's very episodic in terms of its scene by scenes transitions. Yeah, it's essentially and it, it, stuff like you it's just essentially just Chelsea doesn't like her horse, and then the. The aunt is like, but you and the horse have so much in common. Because you- apparently, like, Chelsea has this marshmallow-flavored shampoo, which... I feel like probably scented, not... F- fl- yeah, yeah, scented. But <laughs> well, it's flavored if you're not that. a coward. Yeah. Man, love those uh, chemical burns. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, I mean, Skipper her whole- has her whole thing where she's like... Gets in a weird, like slap, slap, kiss, kiss relationship with the snooty boy. Yeah, like, he isn't as snooty as the other guys there, but he's uh, he softens up. But it is a one of those things. Yeah, and then there's like uh, the stuff with Stacy and her horse doesn't like her because she like tries to like control the horse, but she like needs to learn how to do it together and stuff. But yeah. as this is all happening, Barbie is out in the woods looking for the fancy horse again. And then wolves happen. Yeah, she gets like knocked off of her horse and now she's surrounded by wolves. So we mentioned again the the somewhat romantic subtext. Yeah, there's a little bit of tension that I don't appreciate. Because like the fancy horse comes to rescue her. Yeah. It's very similar to that one Beauty and the Beast scene. Oh, it is. Like, it is actually very weird how similar it is because she's like backed up against the rock. She tries There's to fight him off with a like, stick. She throws a stick and it like bites the stick off. It's almost like very similar to this. Yeah. I will say though, like, the shot composition in this movie, like, the scene by scene editing is like kind of bad, but mo- that's mostly from a story level. Yeah, but, and, the, and think- but the shot by shot, like, the compositions in a lot of this are a lot are actually very well done like they do these interesting like snap zooms with and like they'll sometimes angle things depending on stuff it's like it's pretty it's decent yeah but we get so the horse saves her and we also get it kind of established in the backstory that these horses were like extremely good jumpers yeah it just happens to be barbie's thing that she likes to jump the horses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wow also, I think we were gonna mention these horses have like a special pink streak in her in their hair. Yeah. How to add to the mark, the, just the pure markability? Because we know in the Barbie cinematic universe, having a pink streak in your hair does mean you're magic and special. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, of course. I mean, I'm sure it will in no way motivate people to get their own pink streaks in their hair so that they or can buy be special. The special toy that has the pink streak. Yeah, so they can be special just like Barbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Th- Bar- so Barbie and this majestic court, they call them the... Ma- I believe The they- Majestique. Yeah, the Majestic horses. And of course, being very original, she names the horse Majesty. Yeah. But before she like connects again with the horse, the horse kind of runs off. But then she goes up and oh no, the horse has had like rocks collapse on it. Yeah. And she goes up to it and she sings the song that Anthony was singing to his yeah, horse earlier. Which that was, that was a that was that, a nice touch. That whole part was like probably one of the nicer parts of the movie. 
Also, I think this is the first time we ever see blood in one of these yeah. movies because the horse is like has scratched up on the leg. You can see, like, yeah. yeah. So like, and yeah. so she's tending to the horse, and it's like, I will say, like that scene and this one are probably that scene, the wolf scene, and the scene where Barbie saves Majesty. Like, I feel like those are the most well done scenes, just from a shot composition. Like, horses have a very interesting relationship with film. Famously, the very first example of the motion picture was, like, that famous horse that they did the photograph experiment on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think something about horses is that because we can easily observe their movements and, like, that makes it a pretty easy subject to animate. And because of that, you can actually be surprisingly expressive towards them. I mean, horses have pretty complex anatomy. Exactly, too, they so. do, they do. But like, we c- it, it it's very easy to understand given how much experience humanity has had with horses and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like people in general, like our relationship with like kind of horses, is different from like other domesticated animals. Yeah, maybe it's because like horses are kind of like. We, we have a great appreciation for them, like, from a symbolic standpoint, similar to the dog and the cat, but because they're too big to be in our houses, like, there's still that distance between them. Yeah, and, and that, it, like, there's also, like, probably also kind of, like, a power thing with the idea that you could, like... You could look, be killed by a horse. Yeah, and also, like, you could, like, kind of, like, exert power over something that is, like, so, like, strong and powerful. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, kind of, like, work. Yeah, kind of like, thing, horses know? are generally seen as the traditional sign of maturity since adulthood was traditionally marked by getting a horse of your own because it enabled transportation it enabled like a it's lot like, of things it's like getting a car wait does that mean the horse movie is actually the car movie is actually a natural progression of the horse movie oh my god you're not wrong ford v ferrari is a horse boy movie oh my god because because the because sometimes they'll be like, oh, that engine, it's too temperamental. Oh, like, there's like the special car that only they can fix up. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, they're the exact same thing. Initial, you could make basically initial D, but with horses. Oh my God. We cracked the code. You know, like back the old war movies, it's like they had the fancy horses, but now they have the fancy tanks. Mm. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. But so... Yeah, so she ends up riding on Majesty, and I feel I feel kind of bad for Barbie's other horse, but I mean, it doesn't seem to mind too much that yeah. it's getting horse cocked by Barbie. Well, you can't compete with fancy pink-haired horse, okay? I suppose also, not. Barbie learns she rides the horse bareback, which if you've Oof. never tried that before, that is not yeah. something you. That is extremely painful to oh, do. Oh no, do. Do not do that. Like you, ha- you have to be very experienced with that. And like the reason why they have those straps on the horses so that you can partially stand up so that your crotch isn't just being like thrusted yeah, into like powder by just pure horse under you is it's it, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Mm. but it's they got a special bond. Okay, it, it works. Yeah. I mean, it is considered a, a very advanced skill to be able to ride a bareback yeah, horse. I remember so. Barbie special. She's the bestest. She's the bestest there ever the, was of the horses. But yeah. yeah, and so like I said, this movie is kind of sparse plot wise, but essentially. Um, oh, but I mean, we did somewhat. I mean, we talked about 
fully doing the garbage dude uh, thing yeah, as he's he's follow- doing scheming or whatever. Yeah, he's he, trying to find these horses too. Because he believes in them because he wants to because he wants them for profit. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh Anthony is like, Oh, I saw these horses once in a dream, and I would give anything to see them. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a nice little reinforcement of his character. He's uh, Anthony's uh, cool. I yeah, appreciate there's it. a lot of so there's just like because the fancy horse plot is like the main plot, but like I said, there's a lot of like a little like side there's so scenes. many subplots. But yeah, eventually, like we kind of get like we get a sad little thing that like the ranch needs. I mean, the school needs money, or they have to sell it to the owner of the competing school. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Apparently, then, they haven't won a competition in 11 years. But that. Barbie and her sisters are the specialist ever, so they'll do good. They'll do good. Well, yeah, so at alongside that, um, like the ant, what do you think of the ant? Yeah, she's just kind of there. She's just pretty much a generic kind of like maternal figure. Yeah, but she does encourage uh, Chelsea? Yeah. youngest one yeah uh-huh. to like give dash a, t- a chance and she's like oh she likes being dressed pretty i'm gonna dress her up as pretty as possible and cover her in glitter and i'm like yep the horse is definitely gonna like that mm-hmm. and this leads us into the first day of the competition so there's the yeah after be- barbie kind of convinces all her sisters to join in, in the competition even stacy who wants to quit because she's struggling connecting with her horse yeah but she's but somehow i guess off screen they resolve that yeah i mean she gives them she gives her some sugar cubes and that's all it takes baby yep but so they started the competition they have like a I think just like a showing off, like the horse competition. Yeah. Like the little sister wins because she like... Covered it in ribbons and glitter. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like horse competition regulation rule breaks that happened in this Yeah. Movie. This so is like... where we end up getting into like a lot of stuff where I you get the impression that like for any horse girls that actually like know the terminology and all that stuff, this is definitely their jam. Mm-hmm. But uh as for us, we're just like, so, oh, I guess this is the trotting competition. I guess this is the, this jumping is the jumping competition. I'm sorry, any, any horse competition officials yeah. out there. I do not remember many of these terms, but yeah. So the skipper does the, like the thing where the horse is like trot trotting and, and it like, looks like it's line. dancing and yeah. it's like, but first, but first like her love interest does it too. And he's like very regal and meanwhile she's just trotting to like the dance of this funky music beat and i'm just like she's different and special yeah i i don't know i just get the impression that it's like i feel like this would be a lot more impressive if i knew what any of this stuff meant because it just looked like the horse just trotting yep and then you know what it actually reminded me of? Remember how in The Greatest Showman at the very beginning scene where <laughs> they had those awful horse, CGI the horse horses? trotting to the beat. <sighs> Listener. Listener, if you 
impossible comes true. It's like if you cannot tell from my enthusiasm, listener, probably amongst my controversial opinions is that I cannot stand the greatest showman. Maybe that's not the most controversial thing, but it's one of those movies that made me realize that like the musical theater community just has like a very, very lax standard of quality in terms of some of their stuff. Hey, hey, you know, we run a Barbie movie podcast. Okay? I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, we're off subject here. But so they're trotting and they get first place and yeah, also Chelsea and then, like, got first the, place. The snooty boy is like, I'm impressed now. Hmm. It, maybe I should get a tablet. And it's like, right? Because he keeps on doing these little digs about, oh, you be on your phone too much. All horse Barbie girls know is charge their phone, <laughs> twerk, be a bisexual, Ugh. eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing, though. You know what this movie was sorely lacking? What? Like, we have way too many side characters as it is, but there was a distinct lack of a Kenbo presence here. Yeah, no Ken in this Like, movie. I was expecting no Ken Barbie to be, Lynch. like, this, like, stable hand thing that I worked know. alongside Antonet. because Barbie's love interest is the horse in this movie. Uh, okay, uh, so this leads to the jumping competition. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, she's... And of course, it seems like they're gonna struggle a bit, but then they do the perfect thing. So they yeah, they get so second place yeah. because she learned to empathize with her horse. Yeah, that plot thread solved. Yeah, and I was under the imp and but because of that, I guess apparently since uh, like. Barbie's Ranch won first place in two events and second place in one, and then the other school, I suspect, got second place in one and first in the other. Like, you get the impression, apparently they're tied, which makes me call into question, like, well, how does this thing score? That seems strange. You know, like, it's they gotta got to be dramatic for the end, okay? I guess, yeah. But... So, um, so they essentially just have the writing competition tomorrow but, but tonight they got a they gotta dance Ew. it's and like a middle school prom <laughs> oh definitely it's complete with chaperones yeah but... the chaperone like making sure the kids leave room for jesus <laughs> <laughs> but alongside that like before they do this they have that like big scene where they're like oh we're, we're getting all dressed up Vans. and then suddenly uh, oh, what's that one cousin's name? Marie. Marine the, comes the in and other, like the girl one. The girl one. Oh yeah, apparently they're the one who are in charge of planning the decorations in this. Yeah. For some reason, they let these children's coordinated. They apparently they're pretty competent for children. I guess this. <laughs> Maybe child they should have labor... been put in front of, but in charge of the finances. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine Max just sitting there with his clipboard and he says, All right, Mother, I must say, uh, your expenditures are quite through the roof. We're going to have to uh, deposit some of our tax money into the Cayman Isles if we want to maintain that. I know we're a Swiss company and our tax policies are here, but... Uh, oh, also, we should probably uh, focus on paying 
undocumented migrant workers. That way we can pay them below the regulated wages. Oh, God. God. Now you've made Max evil. How dare I you? have. I'm sorry, Max. It's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the industrialist, uh, instinct in me, mm-hmm. I guess. But the, so yeah, there's this dance. Maxine's in a, not Maxine, Macy's in this weird Mar- can- Marie? Marie. Yeah, yeah, she comes in and she's like wearing like a camo dress with like striped socks. And yeah. she's like, how do I look? And then they and just. Barbies are like, no. Makeover and, time. Yeah. And, Which was there a thing with the, that girl being not confident in her looks or whatever? No. Not really, but, I, but again, that's like, another thing that feels like, man, this really feels like a TV show. That yeah. Get yeah. Like, I feel like if we had more time with these personalities and stuff, it would be a lot more palpable. It makes a lot of sense that, like, the director and the writers primarily have television experience when you think about just the pacing and the characterization established in these movies but yeah so at the dance they're they're dancing yeah they get the moment with uh, skipper and jonas i will say skipper does have the nicest dress in my opinion of the four i mean these dresses the dresses that barbie and her sister wear kind of seem like they come from an era that never existed yeah like listener to best describe what barbie's wearing she's got like i mean it's not like crazy weird but it's just so she has like like it's a strapless dress that's fine but it has like almost a tutu at the bottom and Emma, how might you describe they have like a metal like ribbon thing on the yeah on the it's kind of like metallic it's kind of like i don't know and it's then like they have a, like this starry design for the bottom part it's of like the dress. it's like a like a really girly like little girl's like bedroom kind of like was a dress yes it, it it's not great and then the other kids dresses are just kind of like very basic in their designs and then meanwhile skipper i guess so that they can promote the fact that like oh she's a love interest she's all wearing she i think she i say she has the nicest looking dress because it's the most normal looking dress yeah because <laughs> it's a very simple like it's a strapless thing it's like a dark pink and it's got like a choker and like it's got a little mermaid bottom it's it's fine but like all of the other dudes are like so are so amazed by it. They keep on dropping their glasses and Max has to sweep them up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Those things, you better be paying for those. Want a tight budget here, buckos. So So we have the dance. But as this is all going on, everyone is distracted. Uh, The evil villain is also there just hanging around. He's eating pretzels. Scheming. Yeah. But um, so... uh, Chelsea looks out and she sees the big horses like and she's like I want to ride those yeah because she still wants to try to ride one of the big horses so she like sneaks out and she didn't notice that while she was there the villain who somehow teleported outside yeah yeah because Philippe was having this whole tete-a-tete with uh Antony and it's like huh 
It's weird because they keep calling each other. It's very Monty Python French, like, oh, I stump cabbage up your nose, or oh, you look like a penguin's belly button. Yes, but uh, so uh, the villain is like trying to open the gate to essentially let the horses out, so they'll they won't be able to use the horses. When the when Chelsea comes in, he kind of flees the scene, but he already like loosened the gate essentially. Yeah. And so she goes in. Genius of genius ideas, just straight up leaps. I'm gonna jump on a bear. Yeah, just horse. like leaps on top of a horse, and which the horse then starts freaking out. Which in the yeah. commotion, the other horses break out of the gate, and, and run all off. of them are trying to calm the horse down. But then this horse kicks Antone and like, bucks. Yeah, no, like in the chest. It's like. Like, this movie has some weird ending because he, like, hits around the chest and he just, like, falls and it's like, oh my god, if that happened to you in You would have broken ribs, like, that... That would, like, F you up pretty bad. Yeah. But the girl got, like, thrown off. But then Dash comes and, like, sniffs at her and she's okay. But, oh no, Antony has a broken arm. Yeah. Antony is just, like, okay in the scene, but, like, oh no, he has a broken arm now. Yeah. Which is bad news for them because he was supposed to be the one riding for the horse race yeah but yeah. Yeah, interesting thing like i don't know i we i would have liked to know more about like what was it that made him like decide to transfer to this riding academy like yeah. clearly there's like a tension between him and his brother and his mom and it's like what's what's the story there I they were homophobic that's why uh, it makes so much sense that's exactly it. Yes. Yep, yep. Yep. Found it out. Confirmed. See, I feel like there's a more interesting story in here kind of going on behind the scenes. Oh, yes. Yes. But in order to... So they end up going off to find the other horses. And thus, uh, Jonas, the love interest, is like, I can help you track down the horses. I just happen to be an excellent tracker. Yeah. So they go off cool to look story, for Cool story, bruh. But... Barbie realizes that Majesty joined them at one point, and it's actually Majesty that is able to lead them to where the other horses are. Mm, so, and then they're like, "Hey, that. isn't that that fancy horse from the story?" And she's like, "Yeah, but we can't tell anyone about that." Yep, <laughs> and so they end up bringing the horses back. But Philippe is like, "Oh." oh, oh. I have the hair of this horse, meaning that it is here somewhere. So when I win this land, I shall make the horses my own and sell them for a king's ransom. Oh, yeah. baguette, Champs Elysees, Le Miserable. Uh, I'm Javert. <laughs> I'm gonna turn out that they actually were meant to be like what did you call someone? Swiss. Like? Swiss. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God. Yeah. The Sweden. Like the the Matterhorn is like right in the background yeah, here, but and it's there really there's seems like, like they're trying to make them French, like these. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know, know why they made this in the Swiss. There are Alps. no Swiss people in this. Movie yeah, there's sense. no Swiss culture. There's nothing like the Alps are a very distinct and beautiful landscape, and they kind of capture it, but it gives off more sound and music vibes than Heidi. Yeah. But so yeah, they go back, but oh no, they establish like Antony can't race, so they have no writer, so they've been but, disqualified. But, but wait, there is a last minute inclusion here. It is uh, Bobby and Majesty. 
Yeah, so apparently there was some sort of off scene after Barbie the whole movie's like, we can't let other people know that majesty exists because that would be bad. Now apparently she like got majesty to come here and apparently she's just allowed to sign up like a random wild horse. A random wild horse. That is not certified in any way into this horse racing competition. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. I mean, I mean, I think given the behavior of Philippe, I feel like the officials of this contest yeah, are this, a little fast and loose with the because rules. We get the race, which so this goes into the race, and yep. as soon as they start off, uh, Majesty freaks out because a lot of people are taking- using flash photography. And listener, as someone who works with cameras, it. It bugs me to know it. Flash photography in, in the middle daylight. of the bright daylight with all this natural lighting. You around live animals. Why are you doing this to them? There's a reason why they tell you to not use flash photography amongst animals in zoos. And horses are also very sensitive. And it like uh, using that photography, that's... all you're gonna do is get that stupid red eye effect. What are you doing, you fools? You utter fools. That's the one thing I remember. Well, I remember many things from horse camp. Was they say horses are essentially just giant bunny rabbits. So, mm. they're... I've never they're heard easy. of that comparison before, yeah, but I very, guess that makes sense. They're easily spooked. Yeah, yeah, that's you got to be kind of cautious when you're around a horse. Yeah, yeah. Which you, this movie does have a lot of people just kind of like casually walking around a horse stable, like walking in like the back of a horse with like in clear like getting bucked in the head. Yeah, distance. like there are people who have died because of that. Like that is how Christopher Reeves like uh, ended up like paralyzed for the latter part of his life. Like it's yeah. Horses don't mess around. Yeah. So they end up running through the race, and oh, Philippe is doing things like knocking competitors off their horses, and like getting like a barb on his shoe, and like shanking the (laughs) shanking the horse on its side, and it's so he's obviously cheating, which no one calls him out on. Yeah, which we were talking about this while we were watching, but just once, I would love to see like a sports movie just like play that whole thing of like. Oh, this person's cheating, and and it'll be like the whole back and forth, and it's like, oh, uh, oh no, they won, and then like they'll be all smug about it, and they'll be like, oh yeah, no, you were disqualified twenty seconds into that race, my dude. Like you violated at least six rules, and you're now gonna go to jail. <laughs> I guess the stand was far away. Maybe they somehow couldn't I see. I guess so. Except very suspicious thing of everyone like falling off their horse. Yeah. But the yeah. horse keeps on having issues. Um, Philippe shanks uh, Barbie's horse and she gets knocked off and it thinks, and it looks like everything is bad, but then Barbie gets up and apparently uh, taking the saddle off. Well, the saddle was cut off with the shank. Oh yeah, the saddle. And then, but taking the bridle off and riding bareback is the solution. Yeah, which I don't know why you're riding the- Which I feel like like that's definitely against the rules. Yeah, like, like, I can't imagine how difficult that is in terms of steering, like- Yeah, and despite Barbie getting delayed several times at the beginning and at this point she has never any trouble catching up with the rest I mean, of the race. You gotta tell say it for Majesty. Yeah, She's got optimal tra- bone structure. Uh-huh. She apparently is so good she can uh jump above 
this yeah, other Yeah, that's the big shot. Like, sh- they're both jumping up, and she jumps over. over. See, that That also reminds me of Spirit that had the whole, like, this horse is the most specialist ever, where the horse was able to, like, jump over a canyon or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, I don't know. It's just, they did say in that myth that these horses could jump so far, it was almost as if they could fly. Yeah, so. So, but, yeah, because yeah. of that. And after that, they're at the last neck of the race, and, like, they've established that Philippe's horse is getting mad at him because he keeps on, like, whipping it. Yeah. And so the horse, his horse knocks him off, and he loses, and Barbie... And he falls into the manure! Oh, he falls into the poop! (laughs) Oh, bad man fall down! Yeah. And then Barbie wins. And, of course, they got all the money, so they don't have to sell. Everyone's problems are solved. Yay. But, so... And then it is from there that we end up meeting Philippe's and Anthony's mother, who comes in and is like, Go to your room! Yes, mama. And it's like, what? You're a grown man. What is this? This is some weird... He's a trash man. I mean, that's the reason why... That's probably the reason why Anthony left. Grown men are children, and children are adults in this movie. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so they've won. Everything is okay. And Barbie and her sisters are about to leave. And she is planning on taking Majesty with her to California, which is like, yeah, I bet this magical Swiss Alps fancy horse would love living in Malibu. Yeah. Like, have fun with the earthquakes and really heavy heat. Yeah, but... As Barbie is about to do this, she sees off in the distance other horses like Majesty. And she's like, oh, yeah, it would be wrong to take this horse. So yeah. I'm setting her free. Yeah. And to my sadness, we never got a scene in this movie where she asks, like, make the horse go away. And she's just like, just get out of here. Get out of here, you dumb animal. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like Barbie's too nice for that. Yeah. Like, that feels like... I don't know. The literally the message of this movie, they do like we I don't think we talked about this a lot, but like every single one of these Barbie movies has like some sort of tagline that's supposed to be the message of this movie. And the message of this one is if you love something, set it free. But it's like and we don't do as- like how this movie kind of like teaches like kind of like to empathize with animals. That's like, you true. know, like this is the kind of thing with horse like cuz she mentions that when she's talking to Stacy, well like you can't approach this like you do, like skateboarding. Or yeah, surfboarding because, it's a living like, creature. Yeah, you have like you're dealing with an animal. You know, you gotta like give it respect. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, like that's, that's an great. appreciated yeah. message. But mm, that's essentially the end of the movie. Like, not much else to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the only other note that I have to talk about is uh, just as a little side thing. Uh, for the credits, they use the storyboards of the movies as like the backgrounds and. Speaking as someone who is very, very, very fascinated by the productions of these movies and wanting to know more, like seeing actual like storyboards for this, like that, I I really appreciated that, and I especially appreciated. And we because, got like a cheesy pop song at the end. About yeah, it. but like something I really appreciate about this is like I could definitely tell that like oh there's some like actual artistry behind these storyboards. They look yeah, and this movie did look good. I think. it did they really, really like. Im- they really reach a standard with the animation, I think. Just, mm-hmm, like, looking mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and, I mean, I I guess you could say that, like, for the standards of their day, like, the Barbie movies have looked good based according to, like, what type of budgets they were working with. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's nice. It's... 
it's kind of middle of the road like there are a couple of scenes that yeah, like it definitely it definitely targets a very certain demographic of people who like horses like little girls yeah. who like horses and i feel like you know if you like that or you like any of those like horse shows or horse movies like it would be an appealing movie yeah i mean you can certainly do worse than this see now we gotta get now we gotta have barbie do a car movie now to oh appeal my, to the you you say that like a barbie racer movie i feel like they could get that nice barbie like hot wheels synergy right there uh, yeah barbie hot wheels crossover yeah That'd be fun. yeah I'm honestly surprised that Mattel hasn't... I'm sure Mattel has probably done some type of promotion for that in the past. Yeah, I remember having one of those collectible Barbies as a kid that was like a Barbie NASCAR racer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, hell, like, if there are two... You know what are two properties that are very shameless? I'm surprised that, like, they have the... Barbie NASCAR, I could see that being a movie because NASCAR is shameless and they're desperate to get the viewership up. And then yeah, Barbie WWE crossover. Really care about oh yeah, but I feel like Barbie is one of the only like direct-to-video film series franchise that hasn't had a WWE crossover. <laughs> Listen, yet. I mean, it's probably because Vince McMahon is notoriously homophobic and a piece of human garbage that wrestling can do better with. But I don't know. I'm. Like, I, I'm really surprised that, like, even with, like, the wrestling divas that have been getting so much, like, tell, like... Oh, a Barbie wrestling movie would be real amazing. fun. Like, imagine like, the outfits they could do for that. Oh, you, it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I think there are a lot of better places you can look for wrestling than the WWE, um, but speaking only as someone who barely pays attention to wrestling but i i, mean, I don't know. even have to be like a wd imagine like barbie doing like kind of like a luchador style oh, like something so interesting like, the, yeah just like, think of, like the costume design you could do for that yeah like, that would be so cool mm -hmm. mattel hit us up anyway let us run the barbie franchise we can do it we can do it yes. like lord knows you guys are going to be so busy with the margot robbie uh greta gerwig collab with your uh, Barbie movie like like just give us like let us write them screenplays like because the thing that I noticed overall with these Barbie movies is that like the movies are usually as good as their scripts are yeah. like because like Rainmaker like the artists and technicians and all that stuff there they seem to do and the voice actors like they do a good job because I, I feel like the material of these Barbie movies is only as good as the script that they're given to work with. And I feel like the scripts are only as good as like what Mattel has in terms of guidelines for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, it just makes me so fascinated, but yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a movie with so many horses, but not a single carriage. Mm. Yes. Well, Pretty soon for our next movie, that might be. Oh, no, the what's up next? Barbie, the Pearl Princess, which oh, is God. another mermaid. Another movie. mermaid. Yeah. Movie, which is this pink mermaid with pink streaks in her hair is different from the other one. Okay. It's... Yeah, we'll we'll have to see with that one. But uh, what do you rate this movie, Emma? Uh, I give it maybe a two 
point five uh, brandless tablets out of five. <laughs> okay, I give this uh, two out of three foppish gay stereotypes because yes. that's what we're working with in this movie, <laughs> and at least two of the three of them are like good characters. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Thanks for listening to The Pink Isle. Uh, yeah, if you enjoy what we do, we, we're we on the internet. I'm, I'm being real efficient in this tor- sort of outro, but uh, Emma. Yeah, I work for writer. The Shield at USO yeah. for at least the next couple months and yeah. then I'll be graduated. So. And, and then you'll be on to bigger and better things. Oh, God, I'm, I hope so. Yeah, you will be because you're great. Oh, you're you're you. smart, you're competent. By golly, you're good enough. Thank you. As for me, listener, uh, I'm on the internet also. You can find me at Kathman uh, Henry on Twitter, henrykathman.tumblr.com, uh, patreon.com slash henrykathman. That's what helps me pay the bills. And looking out on my YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. So I guess it's time for us, like Barbie, to Ride make it our. off into the sunset. Yeah, I was about to say... Oh, now that may be surprised they haven't done a Barbie Western movie. Oh, we'll have to think more about that next time. But until then, yippee-ki-yay, and a blessing to all you gay stereotypes out there. We'll see you next time. Au revoir.